I don't care if they shut this off. You need to hear this. Check. Can you hear it? Feel that. Can you hear it? Wait for it. Can you feel that? Can you feel that? Can you hear that? Anyway, I just wanted to say hello. Uh, I'm not sure if this thing works. Can you hear me okay? Does it, is this like a little click, click, click? I have something very important that I wanted to share with you and I wanted to make sure that you got this. I'm here in Victoria in a different setting. So I got to uproot all of my equipment and stuff and uh, had an amazing breathwork session this weekend and I just felt exhausted afterwards. Sound is good. Okay, great. Were you there, Yanni? Were you there at the breathwork and badassery on Sunday? Let me explain to you. I don't realize it. I go unconscious and I just, I'm in such a state of flow that sometimes I kind of lose connection with myself because I'm so in that level of service. And then afterwards, what ends up happening after every time I do an event, this one was a four hour event where I was holding space for a lot of people's emotions. Had to leave early, but you were there, awesome. Um, what ends up happening then is oh, I get exhausted and then I had the, I had to, um, I had the opportunity to welcome a whole bunch of new people into our program and do my group call on um, on Monday. And what happens is I really put my heart into these trainings. I realize that if you're going to give me your attention, you've gifted me with um, your attention because you could be scrolling and doing some meaningless shit. But if you're taking the time out of your schedule and you're bringing your attention on me, I wanna make sure that I'm giving back to you something so that you leave here better off because of the time we spent together. That's my commitment, right? Had to leave early. So I just wanted to make sure, uh, you know, usually I'm, I, I really wanna be able to do content each and every day, but because I, since the COVID, uh, People have been reaching out and we've been, you know, people have been requesting our help. There's a lot of people that are like, holy crap, I'm so disconnected from myself. The biggest complaint I've been hearing lately, especially for, from, with mom guilt, let me know if you've been struggling with mom guilt. And this has been coming at me so much that I was like, whoa, I got to do a training for you about this. Let me know if you can resonate with mom guilt. Hey, Crystal, what's up? I uh, Congrats on your elopement. I know you guys are having a little shindig about it eventually when things open up. I know, I haven't really celebrated my wedding 
properly with people. It's still been in kind of ISO. <laughs> it's like, when do I get to bring my wife to my family? Like it hasn't happened yet. So I, I see that that's what you're, 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 you're up to. So that's really awesome. But I wanted to talk to you about mom guilt. Crystal, maybe you have some of this. Yanni, I know you do. It's never been a case where I've met a mother that doesn't have this. And I got into a conversation a couple days ago. Um, I haven't been doing these trainings because I've been helping all of these people with this exact thing. So this pattern came up and I was like, okay, the first chance I have a, a moment in between clients helping people with this problem, I have to do a training for you so that you can understand how you can resolve this mom guilt. Let me know what, what it's like for you. Yes, I'm working on it. Absolutely you are. It's a full-time gig, isn't it? Dancing with this mom guilt. And so I was being interviewed by this business entrepreneur with four kids. So she's an entrepreneur photographer. She has a podcast and she's interviewing me because I, I get, I have about three or four interviews a week from podcasts that are just been following and referred and they want to know more about this stuff, about regulating your nervous system so that you can, you know, show up a more authentic version of yourself, show up like not like connected to your inner voice so that you are not so drowned by outside voices. What are people thinking of me? Oh, they're saying horrible things about me. They're slandering me on social media or, or, you know, my mother won't talk to me or the same the same consistent uh, thing after being a chiropractor for 20 years, listening to people's stories, I've outlined the singularity model and I wanted to share this with you, especially if it's, it's in the context of mom guilt. She said this one thing and it floored me and I said, pause, wait, in the middle of the interview, I took my pen out and wrote this, these words down because I was listening to what she said and I was like, holy crap, this echoes pretty much every single mother that I've heard of, that I've heard from. And I just heard her say it and the pain in her voice. What she said was, I've been so busy pleasing others that I don't even know who I am anymore. Let me know if you know what I'm talking about. And this doesn't have to be mothers. I'm sure if you're a dad or if you're like an entrepreneur, this was, I'm not a mom, but I can really identify with working so hard to get approval and pleasing that I'm like, who the fuck am I? Like, who is this? Like, I'm tired of putting on this mask so that I can have your approval. Let me know if you can resonate with this. Let me know in the comment section. Yes, I can resonate. Please write that in, engage with me. If you're gonna give me your attention, you might as well engage in the conversation, like get into, you get your body into the conversation. So I was like, Whoa, when she said that, I felt her. And then I had to actually look inside my life because I'm not a mom. I can't, I don't resonate with that. I'm working on with moms every day. Yanni, you're one of our clients. Uh, Crystal, you came to one of the workshops. You're a mom. You have the same thing. So how do I resonate? And it's like, I had to look at how I do the same thing. Where do I abandon myself in service of pleasing another person? Number one, she, she, she asked me that question because she said, what, at the beginning of the, here, here's the cool part of the, the conversation. At the beginning of the conversation, she said, she told me, she said, what questions do you want me to ask you? And then I always say, ah, 
I don't work on scripts in case you haven't noticed. I like to free flow. I said, ask me, this is the question. This is what I say to every person who interviews me. People message me, go, what do you want me to ask about you? What do you want? And I'm like, well, aside from the introduction of who I am, ask me what you're genuinely curious about. I want you to just, let's have the conversation and it be based on your genuine curiosity. Okay. I want it to be based on your genuine curiosity. And she's like, okay, cool. So you don't have to tell. I said, yeah, totally. And as we started having this conversation, she started getting real, which are the best interviews, by the way, because it's not rehearsed or scripted. You can actually feel it. I tell my, I tell my interviewers, just, just whatever you're curious about, ask, because I have so much certainty. I'm not like, well, I hope you don't ask me the wrong. No, because I know who I am and I know what I stand for and I know what I can contribute and I know my dark side and I know the things that I felt ashamed about. You don't have to just whatever you're genuinely curious about. I don't have a boundary about that. And if I do, I'll tell you, you know what? That's none of your fucking business. I'm okay saying that. So let's go ahead. Let's just, let's just keep that shit real. Let's do it. She said those words, I've been so busy pleasing others that I have no idea who I am anymore. What do I do? Would you like to know what to do? Would you like to know what to do? The answer to that is to first be able to see yourself as a mom, as a dad, and first understand your role and why you've gotten to that point where you're like, I don't know who I am anymore why you got to that point. How did I get there? And you have to go back and realize it started when you were a little girl, little boy, where an apparent situation who wasn't emotionally attuned with themselves and wasn't able to see you or wasn't doing very well, you might have gone, gotten an identity out of pleasing, good girl, or, or helping, or fixing. You know, like things were not safe. So you had to step up and take on that role of pleasing, fixing, helping. And then here's the crazy part. Excuse me, I have a little thing. <laughs> here's the crazy part. Not only did it get you that perceived safety for a moment, but you also got recognized for it. You were like, good girl. Wow, you're such a helper, right? And so now what ends up happening unconsciously through no fault of your own, through no fault of your mother either, because she's so not, she doesn't know how to regulate herself and be able to see the kids in those moments. She then loses touch with herself and now has you and then says good, rewards you, which isn't a bad thing. This is not a bad thing. It's just that in the egocentric state, the story you make unconsciously is that in order for me to be accepted and be loved, I must fix, I must do these things. So who am I? Well, I'm gonna be whatever the fuck I need to be in this moment so that you can then, you can then give me love. You can then say you're good. Do you see how it works? It starts there. The first fracture from ourselves and then we start to grow up in, in social situations, school, where we are perceiving rejection 
We have a moment-to-moment -moment choice. Do I speak my authentic truth and experience the pain of that rejection, shut down, because they don't know how to see us? Or do I keep this mask on and be whatever I have to be to have your approval? Welcome to the game. This unconscious game of self-abandonment that continues to go onward and onward until you don't really realize it until you are in a relationship. Then you get into a relationship where you're pleasing to get that external validation. You're pleasing to get that external validation. The only way to heal from this is to spot it when it's happening and to see the other side of it. And this was the thing that I told her that completely blew her mind. And I said, the way that you heal this is you have to first see what you're getting out of pleasing. I don't know who I am. I just please others. I'm doing this for everyone. This is the story that most pleasers will give. <laughs> and she, so I said, so what are you getting out of it? And she was like, hmm, oh, I'm doing it for the approval. I'm not... <gasps> That's so, and then she starts going, fuck, that's so sneaky. Oh my gosh, that's so selfish. Wow, oh, I didn't realize. I'm like, that's the first step to healing this. You must get to that revelation. Many don't. They'll walk around with this badge of I'm an empath. I'm a, I'm a pleaser. I'm a chronic disease to please. Oh, this is what I do. It's like, this is what I am. This is what I do. Oh my God. Oh, poor me. I'm so. And then the first part is meeting an asshole like me when I go, I won't tell anyone. It's just between you and me. You love it. You love the attention it gets you. You love the recognition. Just, it's okay. You can tell me. I'm wearing black. I represent the dark side. Your dark side's okay with me. Just tell the truth. And then they're like, she was like this. Oh, you literally see her physiology on the other side. She's like, oh my God, yes. Oh, it's like what happens is you're now observing yourself. That's the first step to dissolving this. Because you can't heal from it if you're possessed by it. Let me say that again. You can't heal from it if you're possessed by it. What's up, Gail? All right. I only just saw this year after doing the overview that I have actually been able to learn to get to know myself again. So weird. The guilt is deep. I was always stressed. I'm not doing a good job. Then I'm stuffing up my kids. Yes. Okay. So check this out. In those moments when you are pleasing, are you? here's how you do it. And this is conditioning. This is going to take time because you are so chronically used to abandoning yourself for pleasing because mom and dad often will use the kids to fluff up their own ego. You gotta be the achiever, you gotta so-and-so so that I can show off my kids. Well, that's the Persian way. That's basically how I was growing. You must be doctors. Why aren't you, why, what is this chiropractic? You must be doctor. It was like chiropractic wasn't enough, right? because it's got to be a certain level. When I left chiropractic to talk about coaching before all this internet stuff, I knew my, my heart was calling me to that. My mom was like, what are we going to tell our friends? What? What are you, what? You want, you want to be psychologist? Like, no, 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 no. 
I, want, I don't want to do psychology. I'm not treating disorders. I just want to help guide people to become more resilient through their stress. Why don't you go become psychologist? Why don't you be stay chiropractor? They, they couldn't get it. And of course, I'm exaggerating for, for effect, right? <laughs> but essentially, um, why I was doing this, it's important for you to see in those moments what your real motive is. To heal this disease to please, in the moment you're about to please, here's the question you want to stop and pause and ask yourself. This is what I talk about with my clients when we're climbing the mountain of self-love, climbing the mountain of changing the tune of self-abandonment because you're going to do it every day. Every day you have an opportunity to self-abandon and say, okay, or to set a boundary and say, no. Boundary with time, boundary with space, whatever you're not able to give because of this disease to please, whatever you're not able to give to yourself, like a space boundary, a time boundary, and we're all the same, like I'm working through this as well. It's, there's never a finish line. There's always an improvement that I can make. There's always a new level of observation of myself. There's always how much more authentic can I be in my own vision and yet be empathetic to other people and understand when you set a boundary and they don't like you, that that feeling of being misunderstood, that really painful, that I can't handle, so I just don't even deal with it, so I say yes all the time. Am I able to hold that part of me and say, I know it's hurting. This, they're, they're upset right now. But let them have their process. You're not responsible for that. I'm responsible for you. I'm responsible for you. I'm saying yes to you. You don't have to please. You don't need their approval. You, ha you have my approval. Like, change and, and it sounds weird because i'm talking to myself right well why why do you need to talk to yourself like like isn't it weird talking to yourself i used to think to myself and then i realized i'm already talking to myself i'm talking some terrible shit which results in the mom guilt i'm a terrible mom this is this mom guilt is caused by self-abandonment i'm a terrible mom boom immediately when you believe you're a terrible mom how do you act? You act like a fucking terrible mom. You try to control. You try to over, you try to over parent. You think it's about them, but it's about your own inadequacy. So it becomes this fucking circle and you're like, ah, I'm a terrible human being. Ah. <gasps> and then what's that like when you have a mother who feels that way? When you want to just talk to mom and say, hey, mom, I didn't feel very like great about the way that you spoke to me. Oh, I'm just a terrible mom. It's like, okay, great. I can't fucking talk to my mom because anything I say to her, she's gonna turn around and go, oh, of course, I'm just, you're talking to the most terrible mom. It's like, oh, great, perfect. Great talk, mom. Thanks for hearing me. <laughs> Does this make sense? <laughs> This is awesome. I'm finally breaking the habit of showing up for myself now. Awesome, Carrie. <laughs> you helped me realize that fear was making me act crazy. I was so emotional and triggered all the time. You bet. I realized I've been stressed. They would disconnect from me if I don't do a good enough job. So, yeah. 
now you're making everything about you as a mom and then it just keeps the fucking cycle going and then you become the narcissistic mother you promised yourself you wouldn't be because you have children around you with your their emotional needs and you're sitting there going oh, I'm a terrible mom you can't show up for them in that way now please understand i'm saying this with the utmost respect for moms cuz i'm watching my wife go through like she's not a mom yet but well, of course she's a dog mom she's a mom to georgia i'm a dad to lucy but it's not the same thing we we both know that i can just you know if i don't talk to lucy for a few days or i'm gone i come in and she's like oh hi how are you it's like there's nothing you know just unconditional if i lose my shit i look over and, and and then afterwards i'm like hi lucy her tail's wagging like she she got no memory of anything with me so it's Having kids are a little different. They'll hold on to memories. We hold on to memories about what our parents did or didn't do in various states of being that they were in. And then we'll conclude about themselves, about who they are. They are, my father was an abusive alcoholic. Yeah, right. Only when he was in his dorsal vagal or he was in sympathetic. You're describing a man when he was numbing himself trying to get himself out of his own pain. I'm not justifying his behavior. I'm just saying you got to understand it if you want to break the cycle. If you don't want to be, otherwise, if you don't understand it, you're a victim to it, you then pass it on to your fucking kids. The only way to break that cycle is through love. It's through doing the, the most courageous thing possible is to love your own mother. Love your own father. You want to break mom guilt? You got to love your mom for the shit that you think is unforgivable about her. And the second that you do, which is damn near impossible for most people, by the way, your ego will resist it. And when you do, all of a sudden, your mom guilt starts to dissolve. You start to see your own power and your own um, magnificence of your motherhood because you really are. There is that part of you that's a fucking badass, amazing mom, but you can't see it because you're so busy stuck in guilt. A lot of which is coming from the entanglement from your own mother that's not complete yet. And then the cycle just continues. The cycle of pleasing a mother who's disconnected, who then causes the child to lose sight of who they are they don't know who they are. They've been busy pleasing. Then they have kids. They don't know who they are and they're unhinged. And then they have kids who are trying to make them happy. Because as is mom, as is mom's mental well-being and nervous system regulation is the whole family. Let me say that again. This is a huge, I'm not saying this to put you down or break you down. I'm just I'm just sharing with you how important this is for you moms. Your children, your families can only be as regulated as you are moms, dads. Dads as well, take it on. I'm just saying, instead of making the kids responsible, making your parents responsible, this is the time to step up and say, I'm gonna take responsibility for reparenting those little parts of me that I forgot. That little girl who was pleasing, Everyone, it's time for me to return to her. It's time for me to really have her feel seen for the very first time and let her know that she no longer needs to start pleasing other people anymore. That who she is, just who she is.
just in her beingness is worthy. You don't believe me? Think about when you had your children. <laughs> Chelsea, love you, hon. Think about when you had your kids. When you had this baby, I remember when I first heard the heartbeat of my baby. That's due in October. Tears of absolute love. And I didn't even fucking know who this kid is. I don't know this kid. This kid hasn't been paying my rent. Why do I love it so much? Well, because deep down in, in universal kind of material, spiritual, whatever the fuck we're a part of, but we know we're a part of, energy, universal intelligence, let's call it, because you can call it Allah and someone call it Christ. Cool. I'll call it universal intelligence. We know that inherently that baby is worthy and lovable just for its being. Without, and that kid hadn't pleased me yet. He hadn't brought me an A plus yet. <laughs> he hasn't fucking scored the game winning goal in the hockey tournament yet to make me proud. He hasn't, you know, been on the cover of any magazine. Ju and it's lovable, it's universal intelligence love like beyond the universe, it's there, it's already embedded within it. So what we are responsible of we're working on, this is our work to do, this is my work to do is, that space between that awareness of complete lovability, universal fucking flow and like absolute, I am worthy of this magnificence of this universe to the point where I'm not worthy of shit. What happened between there? <laughs> What the, where, where did I go wrong? Where did I go wrong? Where did I decide that I needed to please and fix in order to feel that worthiness? That's the return. That's the work. That's what becoming powerfully aligned. That's what upgrading your intimacy is all about. Is returning back to the awareness that you, not just here, we can say it, put it on a Facebook meme. You're lovable just the way you are. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. I am absolutely lovable and I don't have to do a fucking thing for anyone. And I know it within myself, period, end of story. And I would love to serve other people from that place. See the difference? There is a difference. There is a distinction. There is number one, which is, hey, how are you doing? What can I do for you? Which is very manipulative unconsciously, which is what, you know, the whole, the whole manipulation game is. I'm going to marketing. I'm going to tell you what you need to hear. I'm going to blow sunshine up your ass so that you can love me, so that you can pay me, so that you can, because I need you for my sustenance. That's unconscious pleasing versus I am full, I'm whole, I'm complete. I am universal love. There is nothing missing for me. I am a spectrum. I am the good, the bad, the dark, the, the light, the good, the bad, the ugly, the saint, the sinner, all of the above. I'm a sweetheart, I'm an asshole, I'm all of it. Here I am in my splendor. I don't need to prove shit to no one because I see my place in universal intelligence. 
I am innate intelligence. Wow, how magnificent I am. And how may I serve you? How may I create for you? Uh, how may I create for you? Now, instead of mom guilt, doing it so that I can please, it's like, I'm the matriarch. I'm the badass. I, I'm the divine feminine. People in my space feel love. People in my space feel heard. People in my space feel safe. I am the feminine. I am worthy. I am the protector. And I am the nurturer. My family feels seen, heard, and loved by me because I know who I am. Now you're not doing it for pleasing. Do you know what I'm saying? Could please help me let me know because I can't see your faces or anything. Let me know if you really get this. <laughs> Brilliant this is. Okay, great. Margaret, good. Margaret, I just want to say I acknowledge you. You literally on Saturday reached out and said, let's, let's do this. I'm ready. You know, this is for you. This is for you. This training is for you. Four children reaching the age, mid-30s, going, who the fuck am I? I don't know who I am. Well, it starts with, your journey starts with reconnecting with that little girl who felt the need that she had to please other people in order to feel worthy of love. In order for you to answer this question is now a journey back into her and understanding her. What were her motives? What were her traumas? What were her fears? And when you get connected with that here, all of a sudden you're like, I know who I am and I know what I love. And I like this kind of music. And this reminds me of that. Oh, she was a badass. Oh, wow. And now all of a sudden it's like, whoa, what's gotten into Margaret? I like this side of you. You're a lot of fun. I feel like I can, you know, I feel so safe around you because you are so real with me. That's, that's, that's the best version of mom. Not the perfect mom that pleases everyone, but the real mom that sees everyone on the other side of seeing herself. So I invite you into that journey. Let me know what's come up for you in this conversation. Write down your biggest kind of takeaway of what I'm saying. Do you see yourself in this? And here's the next question I have for you is, who would you ideally love to merge into for yourself over the next three months if you're wanting to stay conscious about this? If you're wanting to now start being able to go, I know who I am, here are my boundaries, I know that's going to be challenging because when you first start setting boundaries, people are going to react. But the question is, do you abandon yourself when they react or do you let them have their um, reactions and understand you and then understand them and understand that misunderstandings will happen? That's the name of the game, but you're not abandoning yourself when it happens. That's the difference. That's, that's hard. You have to start expanding your edges of comfort which as a mom, you're very well versed into and you're very resilient into. I'm watching my wife start to journey into becoming a mother. <laughs> come here, come here. So today, <laughs> come here, wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is my wife who's now becoming a mom. Look, do you wanna see her belly? Her belly's coming out, right? Now, that's, don't look at my belly, that's where you were. <laughs> That's another conversation. 
We're not going to talk about my belly. We're going to work. We compare. <laughs> we compare. Exactly. So what are you noticing as you're becoming a mother and you're now having literally listen to what this is. I just want you to get what a miracle you are as a mother. Okay. Just, just take a moment and acknowledge yourself. Diana, what are you feeling now? Like today, how did you feel? Oh, well, I can feel the belly stretching. Like I feel like it's is it, in more room. Is it comfortable? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> She's like sitting there. I look over her face is like that. I'm like, what's going on? She's like, I can feel it's just stretching. It's taking up space. And I'm like, look at this. The self-abandonment. <laughs> She's like, get me <laughs> off the camera. Thanks. Love you, hon. The self-abandonment starts there. It's like you literally have a child encroaching in on your fucking body and saying, I'm going to fucking come right out of you. And you're just like, you're stretching your edges. Moms, you're constantly stretching your edges of comfort and becoming more uncomfortable as the fucking weeks go. I'm watching her. She's getting more and more uncomfortable. She's trying to get out of bed. She's like, I need a push. I'm like, okay. It's like, it's happening. She can't tie her like clothes don't, obviously. So she's literally having to, you are moms, having to, having to expand your comfort zone to allow another human into this world. And each step of the, here's the crazy part. Every stage is changed. Literally, you're changing every fucking week. Every month, you're changing. Every year, massive change. So you don't know, like, if you are, I've been talking about resilience during this COVID pandemic. Like, you got to give up what you knew, what you, this is what I kept saying a couple months ago when it was like COVID was starting. And I was telling you guys, I was telling you, Listen, if you want to survive this and you want to do well, you have to give up the way you did things before in service of what's needed right now. Well, guess what? As a mother, you're having to do this again and again and again, week after week, month after month, year after year. And then, ooh, then they start kindergarten. Now you got to go through another transformation. The question is, as in motherhood, you'll have a, a series of attachments and losses. Life is attachments and losses. Attachments, then losses. Then eventually, if you've done a good job, they'll say, fuck off, and I'm going to live my own life. <laughs> Not fuck off. I'm just, they'll say, peace out. <laughs> I said, fuck off when I said goodbye. <laughs> Let's be honest. When I was 18, I was like, fuck off. I'm doing it myself because <laughs> I was so angry. I'm like, fuck you. I don't, I'm tired of living under your rule fuck you because i had parents that didn't know how to how to adapt to me they were trying to force me into their body they did the best that they could right but i was try constraining this uh uh i got my own fucking rules nobody's going to tell me what to do i was the black sheep let me know if you can resonate with that right let me know if you can resonate with that. So I was like, screw that. I'm going to do what I want, right? Which didn't work well with the Persian parents who were just immigrants and trying to make sure that I don't go fucking crazy like the white people. <laughs> don't go doing those crazy things like the Canadians do anyway. <laughs> so they're doing the best they can. I'm just, and so if you've done a good job, now they leave the nest. And now you have to adapt to that. So 
this balance, there's this whole balance that I watch. Eilina, like my, she's like my sister. She's one of the coaches in our program. She's like a good friend and sister. I watch her with teenage boys and the whole, you know, connection and the rejection. They turn around and they like, screw you. I don't want to talk to you. And then boom, another few months when the son is not talking to her. And then I got to watch her like grieve all of that pain of feeling that disconnection from this child that came through you that you've been trying to adapt to. So it's like, no matter who you are as a mother, you are called to consistently adapt. I'm watching my wife go through it right now. Her body is like, luckily I'm a chiropractor. So I'm like, all right, babe. She's like, I couldn't sleep. My legs are numb. Luckily for her, she's very lucky. I keep letting her know this, <laughs> that I'm able to kind of like help her when she, oh, you, I know how to fix that. But most people who aren't that lucky will have the experience. <laughs> She's laughing at that. <laughs> will have the experience that you're constantly having to adapt. And the question is, how do I adapt and not abandon myself? And if you're not careful and you're not conscious, you're finding yourself constantly abandoning yourself in service of pleasing the kid, society, the church, your partner, your parents, all of these external voices, and you have completely lost your own. The question is, have you taken, here's, here's how to dissolve mom guilt, and here's the weird part. You have to feel the mom guilt in order to override it. So let me tell you, let, listen to this mind fuck. In order to dissolve mom guilt, you must create sacred space for you as a mom to be able to go inside and heal the, the wounded little girl inside of you, the adapted adolescent inside of you. There are two parts to you, two parts to all of us in our emotional development that we need to tend to, the emotional scars of the wounded child and the adapted adolescent. You must create space in order to heal those wounds so that you can show up better for your family. Here's the fucking rub. Here's the mind fuck of it. In order for you to create that sacred space for yourself, you have to actually override feeling mom guilt because your mom guilt says you're not supposed to take this time for yourself. I'm, I'm supposed to be with my kids all the time that I feel guilty for taking this, you know, few hours for a class or a meditation or a, like a, you know, like a little day at the spa or like a course that I can take that's sacred space for connecting with me. I can't do it. I'm not worthy. I should spend it on the kids here. And so guess what? You're bumping up against the very mom guilt that you're needing to heal by creating that sacred space. The very reason why you can't becomes the reason why you must. Let me know if that makes sense to you. And it's the toughest thing, constantly adapt, and it's only a daily basis. It's the only way to do it. And it's the biggest fear that you'll have as a mother. And nobody can do that for you. That's the problem. I see moms all the time dealing and bumping up against this thing. Oh, my kid, I feel guilty. Like Shamila had 
like five grand saved for something like a trip with the kids, but she was dying with like paralyzing anxiety. She's got three kids at home, four kids, but three of them at home living with her twin daughter and a son. And she's dying with anxiety and she knows she's got all these traumas and I'm on the call with her and she can't even go to Costco without a panic attack. And I'm like, here's the thing in order for you to heal this and jump in and work with us to heal this, you're going to have to bump up against this mom guilt that you've been using to stay away from like healing yourself. So you had the very reason, the very thing that you're here to heal, you have to confront, you have to go in and feel the mom guilt week after week. She's like, Oh my God, I can't believe I'm spending the money on myself. It should be for the kids. It should be for the kids. It should be for the kids. Four, six months later, all of a sudden the kids, they stop cutting themselves. They stop acting out with all sorts of crazy behavior. They feel more connected. They have a mother who's regulated. They have a mother who can see them and understand them and be there for them now. What a gift to the kids. But you have to override the, the mom guilt. Let me know if this resonates with you. I'm going to read all of your, um, your comments. Let me just see what you, you said here. I was 17 and got totally and gone, totally resonate uh, on a daily basis. Yanni said, it's so true. I just thought I had to learn to parent different, but you taught me I had to just feel my own pain and start actually looking after me, which felt just felt so wrong to me. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. You were like, I got to help my kids. And I'm like, people tell me this. My kid's really struggling. Could you help her? And I'm like, is your kid following me and requesting to work with me? No, just help her. I'm like, I don't want to work with your kid. This is your issue. It's like, what? No, 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 no. I'd rather not. I'm like, your resistance to looking at yourself is now mirrored on this kid. No, but I can't handle She's, She's, she's losing it. I'm like, yeah, I know. She's losing it as a mirror of how you've completely unhinged from yourself. She needs to see, but why can't she said she wants to kill herself? And why can't she just love herself? Well, she's modeling it after you. Here's, here's how you win as a mom. You got to teach the child by example, how to love themselves. Let me say that again. This is it. And there's no, and here's the thing, there's nobody that can help your kid except you. And here's how you help your kid. You must teach your child by example, because they're fucking good at spotting your bullshit. Kids are razor sharp. They won't, they, they can sense your bullshit. Even animals can. Okay. And you know what the hell I'm talking about. You help your child by teaching them how to genuinely love themselves. How do I do that? I hate myself. Exactly. This is your intergenerational mom trauma or dad trauma. It's the same thing. We're all in this together. And when you do, all of a sudden, you're able to be present with them. Yanni, what's it been like since you've been loving? Like the greatest gift you can give your child is a self-loving mother. Let me say that again. The greatest gift you can give your child is a self-loving mother. Let me say it again. The greatest gift you can give your child is a self-loving mother who teaches them by example how to do it, by the fiber of their being. You don't even have to script it. It just becomes you. 
It comes through you. The guidance comes through you because of who you're being. Not putting on a face and, hi, they can spot that bullshit. They know. They know. <laughs> and I'm not trying to make you feel guilty because that's where you're going to go, oh, I'm so terrible. That's, again, self-abandonment. I'm here to inspire you to take it on and say, all right, okay, I'm done delegating this self-love stuff. I'm done delegating self-love. I'm done... I'm done externalizing. I'm done putting my self-esteem, what's the word? Outsourcing is what my coach says, Neil Strauss. He says, I'm outsourcing my self-esteem to other people. <laughs> In other words, my self-worth is dependent on you telling me that you're amazing, Nima, or how much money that Nima's making. Oh, because it's this level, now I can love myself. That's called outsourcing Nima's self-esteem. And it never works because if I get your approval of me, that's still that emptiness is there. I need more. If I make this much money, it's still not enough. I need to make more. Because, well, maybe more, maybe more. And this is why there's people who are like addicted to becoming successful is because they're like, maybe when I get to a certain level, then I'll love myself. That's what's unconsciously going on. Never works. That's externalizing our self-worth. Has this been meaningful to you? This is so needed. You are such a blessing. Thanks, Chelsea. That means a lot. The greatest gift you can give your child is a self-loving mother. Now, check this out, Chelsea. Watch this. Picture this, and I say this all the time. I want you to imagine your life and your upbringing if your parents, if your mom just took some fucking space for herself, and just said, I'm going to go and I'm going to dedicate this to loving myself. And took, and maybe even took a program like a PhD in loving herself. The time that she spent with you, what would it be like if she did? Or dads. I'm not trying to segregate. Just see your, I'm talking to everyone. I'm just channeling it because I've been ha talking to so many moms. I'm like, fuck, I got to do this mom guilt transmission. My son loves it when it's live time with Nima. He knows mom is trying to heal. Aww, Jonah. Big love to Jonah. A couple years ago when I was going through a really dark time, Chelsea was there with Jonah when I had to go and be in Victoria and come and you know work in the clinic and do my own healing. Chelsea and Jonah looked after Lucy. So you guys will always have a very dear place in my heart. That's why, Chelsea, I've been kind of looking after you and checking in and really caring because you guys mean a lot to me and I want to say thank you to that. So big, big love to you. So what's the moral of the story? Imagine your life if mom created sacred space for herself. Imagine what that would be. Would you have given her permission? What would you have done? Would you be like, fuck you, mom, you don't love me. What if mom said, look, here's the thing. I love you so much that I want to be my best for you. I want to show up so that you guys feel seen and heard. But mom's nervous system is a little fried right now because mom's constantly used to losing touch with herself and pleasing all the time that mom doesn't know who she is. So you're not really getting the best of mom anyway. So why don't you set up a play date with dad or so-and-so? Let's set something fun up for all of you guys to play so that mom can now dedicate this next five hours, six hours on Sunday to understanding and reconnecting with the parts of her 
that she abandoned? What would happen to the tone of your family? What would happen to the safety and feeling in your body? This is your opportunity. And you know what? I'm not saying, here's the thing, here's the cool part. I'm having an event for all of my clients, the overview experience on Sunday. It's coming up where they're all excited. And you, you guys have been, Yanni, you remember being there, right? <laughs> that little Lucy helped us with so much connection for us and someone on the outside. Mwah. Millie says, mommy, are you learning how to be a better mom? Oh, <laughs> Diana, did you hear that? Fuck, that's amazing. That's just, I cry. Like I get these messages from you guys, the DMs that I get from you guys. And I sit there like when I'm meditating and I'll like, I'll get a message from a mom that said, Hey, I just use your method. And, and like, I've just completely transformed my company or my whole family, or I'm now talking to my ex-husband. Let me share with you one mom. I have to share this with you. And I know uh, Laura will allow it. So Laura, who's a mom of two, ridden with mom guilt, jumped into our program and had an ex-husband who was horribly abusive and was a, like the perpetrator. And she was thousands of dollars in legal fees because they couldn't communicate because she was so angry. She jumped in a month ago and realized that, yeah, there was some wounding there that she hadn't addressed. But instead of addressing it, she was playing the victim and blaming rather than stopping and seeing and healing that part of, part of herself. And all of a sudden, she's noticing a shift. Let me share this with you. I really want you to, to hear what his, she just messaged me this morning. She goes, oh my God, I just got this text message from my ex-husband. Well, they weren't speaking, right? So let me, let me um, share this with you. And she basically said, he, this is what he said. He goes, this is the, the text message. She goes, I just got this text from Reza today. Okay. It's been, here's what he said. And he's not, he hasn't been doing this work. He doesn't know that she's doing this program. Okay. Here's what he, he had to say. He goes, it's been pleasing to see how we have been trying to work out different issues amongst ourselves, especially as we realize that these days are challenging enough and we need to collaborate more than ever before. Not only has this increasing cases of our positive collaboration been working in our favor of our own well-being, it has especially been helpful for the kids and will continue to be for them to observe how much more frequently do their parents address their issues in a spirit of cooperation. I believe that this observation in their part is a healing for them. Imagine two kids under the age of 10 who've been battling back and forth between parents who've just been at war with one another, caught in the fucking crossfires, what impact that that would have on them, right? Here's what he says. I believe that, that this observation in their part is a healing for them. My hope is that we can work through issues that will inevitably come up in the future in the same manner as we have been in the last four or six weeks. Now, he hasn't done any work. She's just gone inside and cried many tears, by the way. She's healed. And when you go through this process of healing with that younger part, if you're coming on Sunday and joining us, because we're doing this for all my clients, but I've opened up the doors for people who aren't clients, who want to experience it and want to invest in like creating that sacred pause for themselves so that they can be better for their kids. All of a sudden, they, she, she basically 
has been creating that and then holy crap everything in her life has changed he hasn't been doing he hasn't been doing any of the work when she opens those wounds up it's painful make no mistake that's why i call if you're in in, in this game and you're practicing with us i call you my hero because it's not easy to go there at all to look at the wounds of that really painful, hurt, sad little girl or boy who didn't feel seen, who, who was treated unfairly and just given them a voice finally. From all of the abuse, the trauma, whatever they went through, they, it's like, I no longer want to be governed by those anymore. I want to be free of those burdens. I want to actually live with freedom so that I can feel safe in my body and then be present with the people around me and then create a space like that divine feminine that people feel seen and heard and loved because they're in my presence. You know you have that in you. You know that that's what your superpower is. You know that that's why God, divine being, mother nature, universal intelligence, Yahweh, Jesus, Allah has gifted you with a fucking child or three or four. It's because the universe has entrusted you with this responsibility that it knows, she knows, mother nature knows that you can handle this. You are resilient enough to be that healing space instead of being that wounded place that isn't, that is unhinged. But to do that, you need to create a sacred space for that mother to heal. And I am so honored for those of you moms to be able to create that sacred space for you because you're the ones that break the intergenerational cycle. You're the ones that get to have their kids feel seen for the first time. You're the ones. I'm so grateful to have you on this journey. It is an honor to guide you through it. I love you. Thank you.